most normal people at that dinner didn't drink the whole glass because they knew another glass was coming. Welcome to the Far More Podcast. Hey, Liz. Hey, Jason. <laughs> hey, Liz. You know, I like to change it up. It keeps our listeners on their toes. You are wild and crazy, girl. Wild and crazy. Oh, man. What you thinking for today? Well, so... Wait, hang on. I, you did that little smile. You do this smile when you're like, I got something for you. Like, you curl up your... your yeah, so... That would be the definition of a smile. <laughs> Yes. Curling up but both it, sides well, of your it's, mouth. It's like a smirky smile is what it's I was trying sneaky. to say. It's maybe I have that a sneaky, sneaky, smirky smile. So what is behind your sneaky, smirky smile today? First of all, I have no idea what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Second of all, so there was a woman on TikTok. She was talking about, I think she she's calling it, I don't know. She had some fun like hashtag she gave up alcohol for, for November. Is that a mm. thing? Giving up alcohol for November? For November? I don't... I've heard of dry January. I've seen of sober oh, October. Maybe that's what January. she said. Maybe she um, said sober October. Okay. Because that sounds real cute right. and catchy. Or she said dry November. I don't know. Anyway, it made me think about you and your decision to give up alcohol. And... I don't know that we have necessarily, obviously we've talked about it because we're married and we talk about just about everything, but I have some questions and you agreed that it would be okay possibly to yeah. share this part of your journey. Well, I've made that decision at least five times. It's one of those Wait, things. Wait, which decision? The one to not to go drink sober. Mm-hmm. or the one to share the journey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still unsure. Or wait, have you even made the decision I, I that know, you can I, share it? I don't know that I made that decision, but here we are. Okay, well, don't worry. sneaky, smirky smile. We're not live, so um. it's fine. <laughs> um, so I think my first question is, when was it? Will you remind me? Like, what time of year? I think it was cold. Well, no, I think it's which time. I think you gotta, the word journey is really important here. Okay. Because I think I've wrestled, I have, I've not had any alcohol over the last two years. Okay. Right. A little over two years. So I guess that's what I'm thinking of. You're, you're talking day. about when I made the, the final decision. I made the decision. There was more than one. Oh, I've made like five different decisions of doing this. Like Did this I is, know that? This is a, maybe not completely. Um, so you may learn some new things Coming here. Coming at you live. Mm. All right. This is a this is a decision that I think I, I've, not I think, that God and I have been wrestling with for about 10 years. Okay. About ten years. Okay. And there. This is news to yeah, me. Yeah. There's. There's. God has been whispering for me for about ten years. Hey, this might be a thing in your life that you should l- lay down. But I was always like, why? I don't think I really have a problem here. Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't understand it. Okay. But then I would go on like sober journeys or sabbaticals. I'd be like, okay, I'll go six months no drinking. I'd go nine months no drinking. Okay. So um, let me ask a real mm-hmm. quick question before I forget. Yeah. So you were confused. I just want to make sure I do understand this part. Mm-hmm. You were like confused about the whisper because in your mind you're like, well, this isn't a struggle. I'm not I'm not struggling with right. this thing. So why would you be asking me to lay this down? Is that is that Yes. And then I would prove to myself and probably to God that I don't have a problem. I would go okay. sober for, for months. Six months. On end. For nine months. And go okay. like, see? 
This there's no problem there's no here. There's no problem here. But okay. then, you know, then of course, the point in which you break that sabbatical, you I hammer down because I'm unfortunately I'm an all or none kind of person. Yeah. And okay. so then I would have a moment where I'm like, ooh, you had too much there. Not good. Yeah. Um, and I'd be like, okay, maybe this is why. And then I would prove okay. to myself again, oh, this isn't a problem. Okay. And it was it was an interesting cycle. Um and, and I think when I I don't think I fully understand that it was God really working in my life. A lot of times I would I would be like, just as this is a willpower test, you know, I would convince myself this is a willpower test or that it was really just you. Or you're gonna do this for health reasons or insert worldly things here versus me and God spiritual wrestling with this as we do. Okay. Uh, but I, I remember an interesting moment in twenty nineteen. So that's four years ago now. Four years ago. It was after uh, I took a trip to Montgomery, Alabama. Okay on really a journey to learn more about just the history of civil rights, slavery, things like that. And it was a really heavy trip. And I was I was about to get on the interstate after that trip, and I was like, God, what am I supposed to do with this heavy new topic you've presented with me? What do you want me to do with this? Mm-hmm. And as clear as day, God said, you won't even do the simple thing I've asked you to do. Oh, Talk about a record scratch. And I knew exactly what he meant. That's the thing. Oh, did it like... And I'm like... Did it cut you deep in I'm your like, soul? I'm like, okay, you really are telling me to lay this thing down. Oh. Now. Wait. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Now do your math. <clears throat> do some math on that. That was 2019. Uh-huh. We're in 2023. Uh-huh. Two, I said I finally I made the final decision in... Two years ago. Two years ago in 2021. So mm-hmm. really, well, think about what happened between 2019 and... The, 2021. The pandemic. Right, right. I actually, from that moment in 2019 mm-hmm. to April 2020, mm-hmm. was completely dry. Mm-hmm. And then a moment happened, April 2020, and just completely unlocked that again. Uh, so You were so stubborn. I mean, I am too. Yes. Listen, yes. I am too. I understand it. Not not yes. maybe the same category, but no, ooh, I, I get it. I don't know if you remember this. But I actually, what I did is said, okay, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have bourbon anymore. I put that down. And that's when I picked up, like, that's when all the cool seltzers were coming out, like the hard seltzers, mm-hmm. right? And so I got into the, the cool- They boomed onto the yeah, market. Yeah, the cool seltzer thing. I'm like, oh, this isn't as hardcore is it, as is me just cool? drinking. <laughs> I, this is what I convinced myself of is, oh, it's summertime's coming. <laughs> this is the new cool thing. It's not like I'm drinking a bourbon on the rock, so it's not as bad. Like I didn't start putting- You justified it. I right, justified right. it because I'm really good at that. Yeah. And so- See previous episodes. See previous pretty, episodes. Pretty much every single episode, I think. Yeah. And so really from that point in, in 2020 to- I guess really the end of July, 2021. See, I knew it was cold. Um, I was still kind of wrestling with this. God, really? That's really what I was like. I knew, I knew I was called to let it go. That just made me think that this isn't like surrender. It's just another area of giving up that independence. And this one was worse because I was proving that I had it under control to myself and God. And mm-hmm. so there wasn't a clear why. Right? And so oh, without yeah. there being a clear why, it makes it even deeper. It made it made it even deeper and harder for me. And and, and there's a lot I know there's a lot of conversation about alcohol and especially in Christian circles um my belief system 
okay, is that um, clearly drunkenness is a sin. I agree with that. My belief system is not that alcohol is inherently bad or having a drink is necessarily a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of nuance in this conversation. A whole now, lot, yeah. I say that coming from a place that someone that is now choosing sobriety. But what I know is it's a sin for me to drink. Right. Because God has clearly, God made that clear to God you. God has clearly called yeah. me to a life of not consuming alcohol. So if I drink, it is a sin. It doesn't mean that if you drink, it's a sin. Right. Um, that's where I'm at right now. I don't know. I may mature in my thinking on that, but that's where I'm at. I think God clearly calls us uniquely. And when we don't do what God's called us to do, it can be a sin for me and not for you. Right. Um, and vice versa. Correct. Yeah. So wrestle with that for a year of really God, are we sure? Is this the thing? Yes. No. Um, until finally I was like, okay, I'm laying this down. So why do you think, is it just because you had convinced yourself? And I think it's <laughs> cute that you said that you were trying to convince God too. Uh-huh. Um, it, do you think it's because you didn't really think there was a problem there? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why it took so long. Is it just because... You didn't think that there was a problem there? Or was it more of like a, huh, I'm not going to give this thing up? Uh, uh, I don't know if it was, huh, from a pouty. I think it was like, this is going to be a major inconvenience in my life. Okay, say more. Why right? Why is it because an inconvenience? In, in so much of what we do, whether it's event-related, job-related events, um, personal events, like, alcohol has just become a normalized thing. It's just part of the gig. It's part of it. And so it will make you look weird. You're now in these situations okay. where you're the weird one. Okay. Wait a second. You don't drink. Why? Oh, you don't drink, so you must have a problem. Like, it starts, it becomes a... You like stand sobriety out. becomes a stigma, too. Yeah. Right? And I think part of that was That's like... so weird. Right. I don't want... I don't want an... You didn't want an audience <laughs> around you. Yeah, because this was something I was still processing, mm-hmm. right? And so you, people, uh, early when I gave up alcohol, mm-hmm. the conversation was like, oh, you don't drink? And I would, you know what I'd talk about? What? I would talk about health-related things. At that time, I was also training for a 50K. So I could also turn it into, well, I'm training right now. This is all health-related. No, in the back of mind, this isn't health-related. God's Me and God are fighting on this thing. And so I was able to have a normalize the conversation to make it not feel weird. Oh, well, he's training for a 50K. He's doing it for health reasons. That makes sense. But as someone who does not shy away from hard, awkward, uncomfortable conversations, I'm really surprised by this information. Is it because you didn't want to stand out? Because usually you welcome... Um, you welcome that, that lively debate and that type of dialogue. So was it a pride thing? Was it like, why didn't you want to have the real conversation about it? I think cause I was still mad about it that I was surrendering. Right. And oh, so at, okay. at, at, at first I was still like, Urgh. really God, really? I'm going to lay this thing down. It wasn't a big deal. Now it puts me in awkward situations. Now it's a conversation point. Mm-hmm. Now this, now that. And, and, you know, it 
on being two years removed from it, it's it's like the immaturity of that is is laughable. Yeah. But that's where I was in that moment. I was still stomping my feet, maybe. Yeah. Um, a little bit of of this is silly, but honestly, the more I've been removed from that initial decision and two years down the road, I am just seeing how much alcohol has become a, especially for men, such an escapism, mm. such a ritual in their lives. And, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the extremes. There's the extremes of alcohol has destroyed families and relationships and yeah. people. Yeah. Absolutely. There is a pandemic of alcoholism in a lot of cases. Yes. But there's also just a, how it's used just to numb and medicate so much and, and to escape, escape. right? Mm-hmm. The level of escapism. Right. Um, or it's needed to even function in an event. I think for me, the, the dependency aspect was, okay, if I'm going to be in this social setting with these couple hundred people, I'm going to need a drink in my hand. Um, to calm you down to and calm to relax me down you. And relax me and mm-hmm. to, to carry on whatever. My problem is, uh, again, I'm all or none where it's easy where one turns into two and two, two can turn into too many. Yeah. Like I think that can just happen and it can happen so fast if you're not careful. So yeah. you decided, well, <laughs> so you decided a few times, but then well, you, according to you, yeah. you don't really make the decision until the action follows the decision. Well, God decided for me. I just, <laughs> I finally came along. You surrendered. I finally surrendered. Do you um, remember... The first, let's just call it the first three months mm-hmm. after after that surrender, were you still salty about it? Or because you had finally surrendered, did you come to peace with it? And you were like, okay. No, because again, I was in training mode, so I was okay then. I didn't come in peace. I remember the six months after I'd made the decision was my first real, I'll call it stumble. Um is there was a moment I was at a dinner and it was a wine pairing dinner. Mm. Where you get a certain kind of wine girl, with a certain kind of entree. Girl, come at me with a Cabernet. Love it. Yeah, so I was at this wine pairing. Uh-huh. And I definitely didn't want to be the weirdo. And so I was like, okay, it, this one instance will be fine. It'll I, be fine. I, I endorse an exception on this day. Okay. More, there's a moratorium. Right. Okay. Like this, this will be fine. One time thing. Look, you've been on this journey. You, you've, 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 you've done so you're good. good. Like you've, yeah. you convince yourself like, right. okay, so here's a, here's a timeout. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I had six glasses of wine on that dinner. Did you? I did. I think I did. I'm finding this out for the I first did. time as well. Cause they, they brought a glass with every, every, uh, you had six courses? That's right. Oh, that sounds delicious. Now, here's the worst part of the story. Oh, no. We're not to the worst part yet? Like, most normal people at that dinner didn't drink the whole glass because they knew another glass was coming. Not your boy. Your boy was like, oh, I'm on spring break with this thing. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. And so it was. it was the day after that where I'm like, you don't get a day off on this. You don't get a day off on this. And how did that make you feel? Um, Were you angry? You can be honest. It's just no, us. No, no. I think that was the moment that I actually wasn't no longer white knuckling it. It was like, yep. This is, this, this is, is it. it. You don't get, 
You don't get a sip. You don't get a drink. You don't get a. Have you noticed a difference in your life because of that surrender? Or what have you noticed in your life because of that? Because of letting go and surrendering? Oof. Um, I think what has helped there is... Showing me that I can surrender and let go of something mm-hmm. that may feel like I'm going to miss out or may feel like a punishment or may feel like an et cetera. Um, but understanding is ultimately for my good. It's I've it's led to a more openness for me to surrender things. So even though, though I'm on my journey of trying to, how do I actually fully give control of my life to the Lord? It has been a great example that I can always go back to, to trust him, trust him, trust him. See this thing that you thought was stupid and small and that you had it under control and it was insignificant Mm -hmm. and you've let him lead you here. See how much better you feel. See how much is added to conversations you had because of it. And so I think for me, it's now just more openness to surrender bigger things quote, bigger things uh, than there was before. So that, I I love that. So you mentioned early on in this journey Mm -hmm. of, of becoming, for lack of a better phrase, becoming sober, deciding to give up alcohol. When someone would ask you about it, you, you would sort of deflect or you would redirect. Well, it's because I'm training for this thing or it's a health reason what is your, is, has your answer changed now? Do you actually have that real conversation if somebody asks you? Well, it, it honestly, it doesn't come up as much anymore. In the, in the early stages, people know you as someone that drinks alcohol. Mm-hmm. So once you, once you get past that. The noise kind of quiets down. It quiets down. And so you don't actually, I don't have awkward conversations anymore, honestly. Um, well, what if somebody did the, ask you though? The, 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 the question is, can you use it as to have an intentional conversation? Yeah. Um, I cherry pick on when I actually have the intentional conversation there. It depends Does it on, depend on who it, it is. It depends on the audience and the situation. There's moments where I'm like, okay, I can leverage this to say, here's an area where I actually listen to God. Mm-hmm. Now it took me years and years and years. And I was on like, I'm like trial five of actually doing it. And so sometimes that's really good conversation. There's, you know, there's other moments they're like, do you drink? And I'm no, and it's end of conversation. Is it the end of the conversation because they don't ask you the next question or because yeah. you don't facilitate it? You're just kind of like, no, and that's it. Well, I mean, it's really, I have just a no period conversation. Well, that's true. Um, but no, it's usually just no next question. Now, I think it's, there's interesting just consumer behavior trends where sobriety, mocktails, et cetera, are starting to ramp up. And, you know, oh, like non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, that's what's been. But that taste like. That's what's been fascinating for me, even in the last six months, is finding a non-alcoholic whiskey or a non-alcoholic IPA that has that flavor profile that you you like still, um, without all the byproducts. Without, I was going to say the added benefits, but that's not right because it's not well. Actually, but that's how it's you know, viewed. It is. That's how it's viewed. It is. It's right? a slippery slope mm-hmm. because I do know that it it does knock back anxiety, a little bit of anxiety. And it does sort of calm you down. Mm-hmm. 
But like you said, you know, taken to the extreme. One turns into two and two turns into too many. So if someone, and I'm real, I'm really putting you on the spot on this one. Oh boy. Goody. Feel free to, feel free. We can cut this out if we need to. So if someone out there is sort of wrestling with the same thing, they're like, I feel like the Lord's whispering this thing to me, but, but they're in your same position that they're like, it's not, they're, they're look, they're being introspective and they're saying, but this isn't an issue. This isn't a problem. Why in the world would you want me to give this thing up? Is there how would you guide them yeah. if they if they approached you? How well, would you guide them? I think it's going to depend on if they have a relationship with Jesus or not. If they do, mm-hmm. I would say, listen, what I've realized so much is it's actually not about the alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's about are you willing to surrender to God? Mm-hmm. And insert, obedience. It's obedience. It's obedience. Insert thing here. Doesn't Alcohol can be substituted with anything else. Right. Are you willing to do what you believe God's calling you to do? Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's first and foremost. Um, so if you're a Jesus follower, it's that conversation. If, if, if you're not, it, it is a little different. It, it's a, um, there's a bit of how are you using alcohol? Like there, cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of men that just, it's part of the routine coming home from work to take the edge off, to transition to family. Um, it creates also a lot of loneliness too. As much as people think of alcohol as a, Hey, a social thing. Or even like something to comfort them. It's It can be a lonely thing too. So I would just really unpack more of what's going on in someone's life to have that conversation. Yeah. I think that that's really good. I really appreciate you being willing to have a conversation about this. I know it's mm-hmm. probably not super comfortable. Um, but I also know that there, there are people who are wrestling with God on giving things up. I do. You do. Mm-hmm. We all we all wrestle, and even people who aren't following Jesus, even people who don't know Him, they're probably wrestling with things as well. Like, I really feel like something, someone inside of me is telling me to give this thing up, but I just don't want to, yeah. you know. And uh, I think I think we could all learn a lesson or two from you mm-hmm. today in that. Well, it's, it's easy for us to write off as, "Oh, that's a silly thing to give up. It's insignificant." And I go back to, "It's not about the thing." It's about what is God calling you to do? Because you don't know why. You don't know why. You don't know what conversations could happen because of that. And I think that's where, going back to your other other point, is I'm now more open to conversations around this and more open to, it's not an alcohol conversation in a lot of cases. It's a, what's going on in your life conversation Mm -hmm. as a man? Why do you feel like you need this thing? The medication. Why do you feel like, yes, why, why is this needed? Um, why is this the only thing that brings you joy? Why can you only be in a social setting if you have this? Let's have the next level conversation. So I'm always open to those. And it's, it again, not always easy to be the only one without a, a drink in your hand in a social setting. No, um, it's not. Maybe we can find a solution to that one day. Who knows? Huh. Well, I appreciate you. I love you. And we love you. We are so glad that you're here, everybody, our listeners and those who are watching. Um, I think if you or someone you know is struggling with alcohol, obviously there are resources out there and I will put some of those in the show notes and 
you can reach out to somebody, you know, they've, I feel like we live in a world in a time where it's, it is actually becoming easier to reach out and ask for help without fear of having to go to an office and sit down in front of somebody and be so super uncomfortable. There are some very less, what's the word threatening or well, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Practically it's easy to reach out emotionally. It's still hard. So I'd say if you need somebody to come with you in that, reach out to us, we'll be those people for you. Because yeah. a lot of times you just need somebody to go with you yeah. or to encourage you or to hold you accountable, right? Not the just one to be that's a the, friend. Right. Just to be a um, friend. Just to be a friend. And so we're always here for that. Yeah. But I will I will put some links in the show notes if if that's an avenue that you want to explore. And we are grateful for you. Thank you for listening and tuning in. We are on all socials, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. I'm missing one. Instagram. Far more podcast. And good job. Love you. Love you. We'll see see you next time.